0: on this episode of the What Hope Sounds Like podcast. So
1: do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. mind. Woo, girl, woo. It is so important that we understand Mm. and be even able to visualize this renewing Mm. of the mind is not an abstract thing. Mm. It is literal that when we move through this process of identifying a destructive thought life, taking it captive, replacing it with truth, mm. building new pathways in the brain, Yes. then literally the brain scans look like a different brain. How do you find and keep hope alive?
0: I will find hope in what Jesus Christ did
1: for me. Do we believe? My hope is centered totally, completely in Him. Do we trust? I have hope today because of what Jesus did on the cross. His hope oh, doesn't, doesn't, change.
0: doesn't change. Hope, hope is triumph in our try. I try. Today, we have a very, very special guest. We are so excited about Donna Gibbs. She is with us today. She is co-owner of Summit Wellness Centers. She is also an author of many self-help books and many books on how you can become a better person in Christ. And I'm so excited that you joined us today for this podcast. It is going to be a good one. I think that with mental health and there's we can get lost in our negative thinking to a point where it's like we're making up stories in our heads. So why do our thoughts matter,
1: Donna? Several reasons. Um, And what, you know, what you just alluded to, oftentimes we get lost in thoughts that we're really not even fully aware of. A lot of this just goes under the radar. Um, And so that's why it's really important for us to have the conversations that you and I together Um, But also for us as individuals to be having those conversations with God about our thoughts and why do they matter? One of the reasons they matter is that literally with every thought, there is a chemical response. And so when I say that, I think, okay, so there's a thought, drip. There's a thought, drip. (laughs) There's a thought, drip. And, And when I think about thoughts, I liken them to food. You know, we have an awareness of what am I putting in my body in terms of food? It's either medicinal or it's toxic. Our thoughts are the exact same way, medicinal or toxic, because they impact the chemical responses in the brain. The other reason that this is so important, and these are just the basic things that that we have to get, is because our thoughts lead to our emotions, Mm. which then leads to our behaviors. It's kind of the underlining premise of what you hear in cognitive behavioral therapy, but it's true. Thoughts, think about it. What you think then creates the environment for your emotional response, which then has an influence on how you act, how you respond in a specific situation. It's the reason why I call our thought life the most important conversation No one ever heard. Wow. Because we don't necessarily verbalize it. Although, if it's been, if we've camped out on a thought long enough, we may eventually come out. But oftentimes, it's a thought that is never verbalized, Mm -hmm. but it's the most important conversation no one ever heard because it influences every aspect of our life. If I have a negative thought about myself, for instance, I'm not good enough is the number one negative destructive thought Mm -hmm. that we have. And so if I think I'm not good enough, let's just imagine how that's like wearing a pair of sunglasses that every interaction Mm -hmm. regarding work or relationships, uh, parenting, no matter what it is, Mm -hmm. it influences and taints every aspect of our life and even how we anticipate our future. Mm
0: -hmm. And you say, Donna, you said... Uh, it's it's, an, it's a conversation we have with ourselves that no one hears and I mean that is the problem right It's because those negative thoughts they're in us and instead of actually trying to figure out if they're a fact, we keep them inside of us and we we stew and uh, like you said it affects the way that we uh, act in every area of our lives because we begin to act emotionally so talk to me a little bit about, Um, How can we go from having that thought that's negative that we're having with ourselves? How can we actually break out of that? Like Mm -hmm. one simple step of breaking out of that to speak it out.
1: Mm -hmm. So I think first we have to understand a little bit more about what's happening in our minds Mm -hmm. so that we can grab that step. Um, Part of what we're doing right now is just bringing Something from the subconscious to the conscious. Ooh, you know this internal dialogue that we have—it really does, for most people, go under the radar. Um, but let's let's slip over just a little bit and discuss some of path what we call pathways of the brain, because okay. that once we understand that, that's going to help us to then conceptualize how to break free from okay. some of this. So when I think of pathways, or even describing to someone what a pathway is because I'm really simple-minded I always think of something like think back to an old twinkle twinkle little star song and you know it's automatically in your mind you start it or if I'm doing if I'm teaching a workshop or something I literally will break into an old 1983 Whitney Houston song and then (laughs) let them finish it for me (laughs) Because it's right there, right? Yes, yes. Just then, your brain went to a Whitney Houston song. Yes, it did. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's not that you've been sitting there singing that all morning. No, but I'm Uh, singing it
0: right now. How will I know?
1: Okay. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And so so we're right there. And that's so cool that the brain can do that. Yeah. Uh, In so we've not been rehearsing that, you know it's the same reason we could get on a bicycle that maybe we haven't been biking on in 10 years and we can get back on that thing. And we might be a little dusty. We might have to be working to keep our balance, but then we can get the groove because we have a pathway for riding the bike. And we have a pathway for Whitney Houston, anything that we have spent some time repeating and meditating on. Okay. Creates a pathway in the brain, which is really, really awesome until it's not. Mm. And I'm going to give an example of when it's not. So it helps us to conceptualize this whole thing. Okay. My sister in law teaches fifth grade math. Okay. And so let's imagine if she were teaching students two times two equals five. Mm. And so they take two times two equal five in the middle school, or they take that into high school uh, or they take that into an engineering program in college. And, you know, I mean, you can imagine how catastrophic results and that almost seems laughable to us, but that's actually exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. If we have a lie that we believe and we rehearse it, you know, if she had taught a child two times two equals five and, and gave it to them on flashcards. And every time they took a test, she put a check mark, that, yes, you got that right. Two times two equal five. Then it just seals it there Mm -hmm. in that pathway. And, and then we take that into life. Anything that we repeat and that we meditate on creates that
0: pathway. Wow. So now what you're saying is those pathways, there is a pathway of positivity of the positive things. Like you were saying, we were laughing and joking about some of the things, but the dangerous one are those negative pathways, right?
1: And those dangerous ones are really common. Some recent research indicated that approximately 77% Mm -hmm. of our thoughts have a negative bent. Wow. So that means three fourths where if we're passive to it. Mm -hmm. free force of our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that may be our thoughts about ourselves, about our future, about our past, about our parents, about our children, about Mm -hmm. our career, about our marriages or about anything. Yes. That is our natural bent. And so yes, those, those pathways can be uh, because they become automatic. They can be either negative or rather than thinking of it as positive. I just think of truth. Mm-hmm. It's either a negative, um, just not being full of truth. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so how does that impact our brain when we start thinking that way? How does that impact us that way? Yeah. Well, we know that um, with every thought there's a chemical response. Yeah. Um, but I, when I think of these pathways in the brain, I think of this simple analogy, like a sled going down a, a mountain, a, a snow covered mountain. Yeah. Um, because when we look at scans of the brain, um, those pathways actually do look a bit like a, a groove or okay. a little ridge, uh, like a little miniature version of that. And so when you think of a pathway, um, you know, when you first go down a mountain on a sled, you really have to work at it, you have to forge your way through. You have to get in and out of the sled. Sometimes you have to get somebody in the sled with you. You break a sweat by the time you get to the bottom, but you keep doing it because you know that every time I go down this mountain, it's going to get easier. Yes. It's going to go further. It's going to get faster. Yes. And eventually all I have to do is sit the sled down, get my honey in there and hurry. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's on. Mm-hmm. So it becomes automatic. Yes. So with pathways, and and when you ask, you know, what do we, what do we do with that? I I encourage people, let's envision if I can identify there's a negative pathway, something like I'm not good enough. Yes. And it's bleeding into my life. Mm. Then I really got to pick up the sled. I just can't keep going down that path because it's automatic. Yeah. It comes without any invitation, without any effort, Mm. um, without any earning. Yeah. Um, so we have to pick up the sled and then we have to do the work of forging a new path yes. and we can get into the details of yes. what does that look like? How do we do that? But to me, the, the most encouraging thing of that, because we're, we're not just talking about spiritual truth. We're also talking about brain health. Yes. And so when the scientific term in neuroplasticity, mm-hmm. Which is a great big old word but it basically just means that the brain can change yeah and there's so much hope in that that, yes. that god has made our brains to be able to adapt yes if we think his way yes Thinking yes his way is mm-hmm. the key the original hebrew of the word think means to set your mind to I Meaning, it's it's an active. It's something we can't be passive in. We yes. have to really do the work of mm-hmm. of getting into the sled and yes. creating a new pathway and knowing that we change the brain and that neuroplasticity. So when I was in graduate school, this was a long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in graduate school. No, come on. It was a <laughs> few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a few decades ago, Um, but if we were learning about a a stroke victim and neuroscience, for instance, the understanding at that time was that someone who has a stroke that impacts a certain area of their brain, that they lose functioning in -hmm. that area, whether it be a physical or a cognitive impact. And that's just how it was. Yeah. And now we know that is not the case, but they can develop new pathways. Yes. And yes. so it's like for a stroke victim, it's like, as if I 26 fell off the face of the planet, but there's still a way to get from yeah. Asheville to Hendersonville. Mm-hmm. for instance. Yeah. And this same thing is true. If I identify that I have a negative thought, mm-hmm. And it is not serving a purpose. It is destructive in area, in every area of my life. Then God's by God's grace. If we don't keep fertilizing that thing, then it's going to begin pruning away. Yes. And we can develop a new pathway based on truth.
0: And that is the hope. And that is the hope right there. That is it, is that we can rebuild and and Donna, mm-hmm. I just really quick wanted to, to share with you, um, last in 2021, um, I literally, um, lost my mind. I had no idea what was going on. Um, mm-hmm. and it w- it was happened when I started worked here at the light FM. Uh, apparently I called our morning show host, Carol, and some people here. And I literally was like, I don't, know what's happening right now, but I don't know where I am. I don't know who I am. I don't even know how I even called her. And long story short, I ended up in the hospital um, for two days and I was uh, out of it. I don't, for a whole day, I don't remember. I slowly started coming out of it and they finally diagnosed me with transglobal amnesia. Mm-hmm. Um, they found an old stroke in my brain, mm-hmm. um, and they didn't know when they didn't know how, um, I literally, I still don't remember that day. I don't think I want to remember that day. Sure. Um, <laughs> um, but it was just bizarre knowing that I lost my mind for a whole day and nobody really knows why they just, you know, they, uh, I, I got trans global amnesia. However, that catapulted me into, I need to figure out what's going on in my brain. Yeah. Um, You know, so I started to learn all this cognitive, like, what does all this mean? And 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 learning how to um, know that I have control of my thoughts. Yes, I do. And you are speaking of that with the with the pathways. And you say that the hope is that there is hope. However, we have to want it and we have to do the work. So how can you encourage someone who is afraid of the work, who has given up hope. um, Can you encourage that person to, to get on this with you to discover what these pathways are?
1: Yeah. Yeah. First, I would just say you have the freedom not to, Mm -hmm. you know, where you are in this struggle. This is familiar. It's predictable. You know what that is like. So you have the freedom to stay there, Mm -hmm. but then also just to consider what would it hurt? for me to do the work? How could that look on the other side? And I'll just tell you, because I've been doing this for decades, I have seen lives transformed. I've seen depression released, addictions released, marriages that I never thought would survive, survive. I, God can do anything that he wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that oftentimes he starts with the brain and with our thoughts um, and with those areas that go under the radar. I remember meeting with someone a number of years ago who had most of what I do is pretty intense trauma work. And this is someone who had had a significant amount of what we call big T traumas. So real threats to life, um, pretty intense traumas. Yeah struggling so intensely at that time with symptoms of depression, suicidal ideation, you know, nightmares, flashbacks, just really overwhelmed by those symptoms. And so we spent quite some time really individualizing his strategy, Mm -hmm. what his pathways were, what his negative thoughts actually were at their core and how to begin this work. And I remember (laughs) Um, i having a conversation with him about a week later. And he said that first day I worked probably eight hours steady, just battling my thoughts, just, uh, just working in, in the steps that I'm getting ready to share with you, just working and working and working. And he said, but you know what? The day after that, it was maybe six hours and then maybe two hours after that. And, and he's, and we're a weekend. And he says, literally, it feels like my brain has switched a little bit. Like wow. there's something different happening here. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would say to a listener that yeah. you have the freedom to stay where you are, but what if mm-hmm. you could be a different kind of free Yeah, free. And yeah. that
0: is the word you said freedom. I mean, it is, it is freedom. And that's how I feel working on you know, the neurology part of it all is freedom. And I, and I am so excited for you to, to, uh, to share how how people can get freedom from this in your steps. But, um, also we've discussed that this is also a spiritual conversation. It's not just a brain conversation. So how do we
1: follow God in managing our thoughts? Mm -hmm. And this is always such a tricky place because as followers of Christ, which many of your listeners are, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know that submitting to him, that is what our Christian walk is all about, right? Yes. We're submitting in agreement mm-hmm. with him about who he is, about who we are in him, about him, what he wants to accomplish with the life he's created in us. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes there's little pieces that we want to grab hold of though, that we want to keep ourselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there are some really hard spots of life. And we often may feel like we're just a puppet (laughs) that I'm just submitting to him and he's in control of all this. At least I can keep my own thoughts about things, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's where I say, actually, no, we don't even have the right to our thoughts. Yeah. Uh, We are to submit those to him. And as we do, He brings them from the subconscious to the conscious. And then we can look at them for what they really, really are Mm -hmm. and dissect them. Yes. um, And to to discern truth, discern the deception Mm -hmm. in it. Um, And so when we look at the process, it is while it is a brain health process. And there's a whole lot more to brain health than just what we're talking about. Yeah, A whole, whole lot more. There's a whole lot more to everything that we're talking about, than right. what we're yeah. <laughs> but, but we'll, we'll give the, the really fast free one. Uh, we'll have you back on. We'll have <laughs> you back. We will. <laughs> the very first thing that we do. And in fact, the, one of the first things that I do, if I'm teaching a workshop is we, we start out by identifying what are your destructive thoughts. And so now it, for listeners who are, who are joining us in this conversation, I would ask you take note of times when you really feel your worst, Mm. you know, when think of a time when you're struggling and you're spiraling and what are the thoughts that are the familiar places Mm. at, during those times. And they're typically self-referential. In other words, they typically start with an, I am, Mm. I am what, you know, and for most of us, it's actually pretty simple. There's three to five of the familiar, repetitive. These are the places that we just keep circling back to like a hamster on a wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I've revisited that before. Yep. There I am again. Yep. And it maybe it's, I am not good enough. I'm inadequate. Maybe as I'm a failure, I've ruined my opportunity for the life that I wanted, I am dirty, I am worthless, I am, mm-hmm. you know, fill in the gap, yeah. and go as catastrophic and as dark as we'll allow mm-hmm. it to go. But there's generally just a few of those. And, and for listeners who are joining us right now, you just had one of those moments where you just identified probably at least one of those. Mm-hmm. And God revealed that. And so that's where we start. by bringing that subconscious to the conscious so that we're not just going through the motions subconsciously moving through life with this dark belief system tainting our view Um, but we know it you know psalm 139 23 says search me and know my heart try me and know my thoughts amen wow and god will reveal those and while oftentimes those thoughts are self-referential Sometimes they are referencing other people Mm -hmm. and that's how it shows up in marriage. You know, you want to change how you have conflict in your spouse, dissect those destructive thoughts. What are the familiar places that I keep going back to about my husband or about my Mm -hmm. wife that Mm -hmm. I think, she's selfish, or I think he's an idiot, or I think she's not trustworthy or whatever it is. We go to these places. And again, the most important conversation no one ever heard. We don't necessarily verbalize this, Yes. but God will reveal them because he does know our thoughts Mm -hmm. and because of his love for us and his desire that we submit all of these to him. He's going to reveal them so that then we have the leverage to take the next step. And, and I,
0: I think that the biggest thing, at least that's what I'm learning from summit wellness as well is, you know, some people may be watching this maybe be like, but I don't understand, like, where is God? You know, why do I have to ask God into it? And, and I think that for me personally, and, and if, if you could comment on this. I think that's the block. I think it's because we see God as someone out there, Mm. right? We -hmm. see God as someone in the music. We see God as someone at church or in the Bible. We don't see someone, we don't see God as here, right here, going to that negative thought with us. Yes. And, and he is the key. Like he, Jesus is the key to take with you to face these negative thoughts. Right, Donna. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. He's in all the invisible
1: places of yes. our lives, right?
0: <laughs> it's faith. You know, it's faith. You know, and I think that's definitely what I'm learning from Summit Wellness is God is real. Jesus yeah. is real. He goes into those negative thoughts with you and helps you face them. Yes. You yes. know, and,
1: and mm-hmm. not so scary then. No. Right? No. And you then know, he, yeah, go ahead. I was saying when you know my creator is right here with me. Mm-hmm. And there isn't, I don't have to feel shame when I dissect this negative thought. He loves me. And it is his love for me mm-hmm. that is revealing what I need to see. <laughs> but you know, I know, you know, when God reveals a truth, it really generally does not feel like somebody just gave you a bouquet of flowers. No. It feels no. more like you just got a punch it in the gut. Yeah. <laughs> you know? oh, like, Yeah. Oh, really? Is Mm -hmm. that what I'm thinking about myself? Mm -hmm. Is that what I'm thinking about my boss? Is that what I'm thinking about my future or my spouse? Or, you know, yeah, it's reality. Those are the negative thoughts that are really having that much power and influence on my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's a humbling place. But again, with him by our side, knowing. It is out of his love for us that he reveals those things. We don't have to feel shame or beat ourselves up. We just have to say, okay, what now? Yeah, exactly. And so what is the next
0: step in the process, Donna?
1: Yeah. So before our conversation, you referenced 2 Corinthians 10, 5, which (laughs) then references, we take every thought captive Mm -hmm. to obey Christ. That we take every thought captive is another indicative that God cares about what we think, and that we are not to be passive in it. Our mm-hmm. most dangerous thing and our most likely thing is to be passive. Yeah. We're passive in a lot of things. And oh stuff. yeah. Um, we're most especially passive about our thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, which mm-hmm. is why we hardly even know what we're thinking sometimes. Yeah. I also realize, though <clears throat> that take every thought captive is a very abstract sounding phrase. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to get a little more specific and practical and well, how, Yeah. how do I do that? Um, And just very simple tools that I will throw out that if you've got a listener and they okay, I've identified some of these or I'm working to identify these, start writing them down. If you really, really want to get serious about it, you write them down because when they stare back at you, You're going to see it with objective eyes and you're going to see it with truth. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But again, taking it thought that thought captive would mean that I take that list and now that I've identified these are my destructive thoughts, then I go burn them. (laughs) There's something (laughs) symbolic about smelling that and Mm -hmm. seeing that burn. It's like a whole body experience. And so, or you go shred them. Uh, mm. or maybe you're not in a place where you can do that, but God just revealed, here's this destructive thought. What do I do with it? Like mm. imagine it in your mind as if that thought was written on a chalkboard and you go and you begin erasing it. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe you, maybe you then write a truth back on that chalkboard. Yes. Um, mm. Or you take that thought in your mind and imagine it in a room far away with bars, like a jail cell in front yeah. of it. And you put a lock on it and you put key on it and, then you, and you shove it far away in your brain. There's some tools that we can use to allow our brains to mm-hmm. adapt to that and to better hold captive yes. something that's destructive. And I think too,
0: you know, I love, I love that, you know, and it's about you're in control of that negative thought. Cause I think sometimes we, we say that verse so much, take your thoughts captive that it, it, it doesn't become real again, because we're saying it so much, you know, that it becomes cliche, which I hate that word. Cause the Bible is not cliche. Um, but it does, we say it so much that it's just like, okay, take a captive. Amen. Oh, wait, how? Yeah. Okay, it's there and I can't seem to to catch it. And so right. I love what you're saying is to is to just envision it, write it down, burn it, whatever it, whatever you need to
1: do with that, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. There is another piece to this though, because we have to be realistic. A pathway doesn't go away easily. It takes yes. a lot of work. Amen. And so, you know, five minutes ago, you may have thought, I'm unworthy. And then you tried to keep it, take it captive. And well, there it is again. Yeah. Like it's back again. And so just validating for people, this is, it's not a one-time event. Nope. This is a work that Mm -hmm. we have to do. Yeah. And being able to see a destructive thought as a temptation Mm -hmm. versus an identifier, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that can be helpful. And just how would I handle any other temptation Mm -hmm. that my way? Yeah. I'm I'm just, I'm going to deal with it and then I'm just going to keep moving. Some people describe it more like there's, there's that thing again. There's that destructive thought again. I'm going to envision, envision it like it's on a leaf on the river. And I'm going to just watch the leaf keep going down the river. I'm not going to pick it up. I'm not going to pet it. I'm not going to examine it. I'm just going to let it keep Mm -hmm. moving knowing, okay, God's already revealed to me that that is not true. Yeah. And which also then takes us to the next piece because we can't just take We can't just identify something negative. We can't just take it captive without figuring out what the truth actually is. And how do we do that? And how, yeah. So once again, we go back to the scriptures, Philippians chapter four, eight through nine says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Amen. Mm. um, have a great friend who has the coolest job. He teaches lie detection to the FBI all over the world. Wow. Would cool that be right? Wow. <laughs> and so I remember years ago, bringing him in to help me with the situation. And, and I remember him saying, Donna, the best liars always tell the truth. And so I think about the scripture, whatever is true. What he said was you know, I know if I'm going in and I'm investigating something, which he's called to do all over the world, mm. said the best liars are going to tell me A, B, and D. I just know, I have to remember that there's more to the story and I have to find C. Oh, wow. And isn't that true with our enemy? Yeah. As Christians, as followers of Christ, we have an enemy mm. and this battleground is in our mind. And he is a liar. Yes. But he often deceives with slivers of truth yeah so in our destructive thoughts there may be some slivers of truth there yeah but what is the rest of the story there's a b and d but where is c Mm -hmm. and so when i think whatever is true whenever i see that scripture i'm reminded that the whole truth i have to understand the whole truth Mm -hmm not just a partial truth yeah. in whole truth, there is freedom. Amen. And so what's the rest of the story of what happened in that event that I am ruminating on? Yes. What's the rest of the story about my identity? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. About God's forgiveness of mm-hmm. me. Yes. About my future. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that changes everything. Yes. It, it also, it, you know, I referenced that I've done this with a marriage conference. Yeah. I literally will have people pull out their notes app on their phone and I've done the same. I'm just modeling for them what I've already done. I've got this on my <laughs> phone as well, uh, because we have a negative narrative about our spouse. If we're in yeah. a toxic, toxic marriage mm-hmm. and we get on that loop and can't get off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I have them write out, okay, what's the rest of the story about your spouse? Yeah what are the other characteristics? Do you see them in the word studying? Do you see them? in? do you see them giving generously? Do you see them trying to temper their struggles? Do you, you know, um, what do you see about their faithfulness? Tell the rest of the story. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: And also can the rest of the story also be how they grew up? You know that that like yes. you said that pathway where that where's where did that pathway start
1: yes mm-hmm. yeah and there's so my goodness and another conversation there's <laughs> so many yeah. places mm-hmm. where these negative thoughts would have started anywhere from Barbie to yeah. trauma in childhood yes. we know the statistics of females who have been touched inappropriately prior prior to the age of 18 mm-hmm. nearly 75 percent of us mm-hmm. that That affects your thoughts about yourself. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We hear negative narratives from other people. Yep. And sometimes we take those on and actually yeah. we take over where they left off and we're mm-hmm. ruminating on them in our mind. And they stopped yeah. saying them years ago. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All experienced some failure, yes. We've all yes. experienced some rejection.
0: Yes. We've all
1: experienced losses and disappointments and yes. all of those things can mm-hmm. take a charge against us. Yes. And show up in that negative narrative in, in either a self-referential way <clears throat> or in reference to the future. Yeah. Yeah, past yes, or to other people.
0: And now, and and Donna, it you you say the word ruminating, and that's like a big word that I'm learning this year through cognitive therapy and through the work that I'm doing with Summit Wellness. Ruminating, and that's when so you're 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 in a negative thought. You're in a situation. You're at work. The negative thoughts hits. Next thing you know, your boss says something to you. You're still ruminating in that negative thought. You take it through the negative lens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you ruminate and 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 that's tell me tell our listeners exactly what ruminating is and how they can pull themselves out of it if they feel themselves in it.
1: Sure. Well, number one, the victory would be if you notice yourself in it, that's amazing. Amen. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, ruminating, <laughs> ruminating simply means that you're stuck on a negative thought loop. Yeah. And and it's hard to get off. Yeah. Yeah. I think of that. We, we talked about how thoughts lead to emotions, which lead to behaviors. Yeah. So I think in terms of data, a lot mm-hmm. with our emotions, for instance, we know that God has created us with the capacity to feel all yeah. kinds of emotions, not just positive emotions. Mm-hmm. He's created us with the capacity to feel fear and sadness and anger, yeah. all of these different <laughs> emotions. Yes. And so when you say one of the the steps of how do I do this? I think if you notice yourself in a negative emotional state, think of it like a check engine light on your car. Yeah. That, okay, this is, this is something that God has created in me to give me data. It is not designed to drive my car, Yes. but it is really good data for me. So let me pull over Mm -hmm. and let me evaluate what is my situation right now? What are my thoughts Mm -hmm. Um, and writing the thoughts out. If you're really, really stuck, yeah, literally identifying what are my top Mm -hmm. three to five right now, writing them out and looking at them as if you were a consultant for yourself. (laughs) Yes. And then just speaking truth to that. Yes. Amen. That can change your emotional state. Mm -hmm. It can change your pulse. It can yeah. change your blood pressure. Yeah, all of that We're doing yes. nothing but just adjusting your thought to something yes. that is more truthful.
0: It's like it's it, it's like what you're saying is when you have the negative thoughts and they get emotional and anxiety starts kicking in, don't look at it as I'm asking. Is this what you're saying? Not mm-hmm. to look at it as something destructive, but to embrace it as something that's telling you
1: something's wrong. Let's fix it. If something's wrong. Let's investigate it. Let's investigate it. Investigate yeah. it. And, and I'm thinking something's wrong. Another just really simple question to ask yourself. Am I safe right now? <laughs> you know, right. is my, is my emotional response equal to the situation that I am in right now? Yes. You mm. know? And just grounding yourself in where am I right now? Yeah. What's going on right now yeah. in my life? Is there a threat? do I have anyone telling me that I'm unworthy? Do I have Mm -hmm. anyone that, you know, is sabotaging my future? Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Am I okay right now? Who does God say that I am? Yes. You know, it's also, um, I don't think we can ever underestimate the power of being in the word routinely. Amen. Amen. If if that is that is God speaking to us, yes. resetting our thoughts and giving us data to go back to mm-hmm. when we're struggling. Yes. That yes. am I feeling unworthy? But He just told me that I'm holy and blameless in His sight, yes. and that I'm His masterpiece. Yes, and so I can envision that for a moment and allow things to settle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you know? and
0: that's the importance. the word The word is power. The word is power, and that is actually Summit Wellness has given me um, uh, a. a documents on what does God say about me so so that when I do get into that negative spiral those negative thoughts, I can not stuff the negative thoughts and put them away um, but right just re- but replace them. on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah replace yeah. them with God's Word be reminded what God says about me trust in the faith of god's word that god's word has the ultimate power and ultimate victory over your thoughts the devil has told us for so many years of our lives that the negative thoughts they rule you're Mm. bad you're depressed you're anxiety you're you're not going to make it you're too old you're this you're that no you know and and it's and it's time for us as women as moms um, to step up and say, no, but like you said, Donna, it takes work. It yeah. takes practice. Um, it's not just something that we can just say, okay, it's gone or, or complain that it's keeping happening. Cause I've done that for years, for years, I lived in my emotions. And that is why I have certain things that today I'm dealing with mm-hmm. anxiety, rejection, negative thinking, insecurities, But because I'm choosing to work with Summit Wellness and to work on it with the Lord, most importantly, with Jesus, um, I'm gaining that strength. And I want that for our listeners as well, Donna. And is there anything else that you want
1: to share about this process? Well, a couple of things. One is we just talked about the emotions. We don't have to be afraid of our emotions. Mm -hmm. We don't have to stuff them. In fact, that's not going to be helpful. They're going to wait. And then just being able, again, to remember, this is God's design and there's data there. Yeah. But also we're in such a rushed pace <clears throat> that I we know. we know we're stuck and yeah. we know that we're struggling and we know that we're anxious or depressed. The most those are like the common colds now. Yeah. Um, but we don't necessarily stop and say, wait a second, I need to take a thought audit. I just need to dissect this and see where I am yeah. and make sure that I'm fueling my brain with truth and not partial truth or not old truth. Yeah. You know, Mm. but but current truth right now. The the other thing that I would share is that um, when I began studying the brain, better understanding this process that we've talked about, Really briefly. But when I really began a deep, deep dive into that, never before had I understood the scripture, Romans 12 2, like I do now. So do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your Our mind. mind. Woo, girl! Woo. It, it is so yes. important that we understand mm. and be even able to visualize this renewing mm. of the mind is not an abstract thing. Mm. It is literal yes. that when we move through this process of identifying a destructive thought life, taking it captive, replacing it with truth, building new pathways in the brain. Yes. Then literally the brain scans look like a different brain. Yeah. It's renewed the Neuroscientist Dr. Caroline leaf. She calls this micro surgery, like a non-invasive surgical procedure. And, and really I've sat across from people and thought, Oh, I would love to see the brain scan. Cause I know your brain looks different. I yes. know it does because <laughs> it permeates into every, and I mean, Everything area. You change your thinking, you change your life. Yes. It does change. Yes. Everything. Um, When we do it God's way. It does.
0: I mean, it really does. And, and what you just said, Romans 12, two, it's so true. (laughs) the transforming of your brain, the renewing of it, it's, there's so much power to that. And Donna, I think, you know, our goal is the same as our listeners and who is here right now and who is going through that negative thinking that's just terrorizing you. That's causing you anxiety. That's bringing you down in life. You don't have to live that way anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and Donna is here and Donna, can you let us know how we can, uh, get in touch or how we can follow you or how we can read more about what you shared with us today? Yeah, sure.
1: Um, so, social media, you can follow, um, summit wellness centers, mm-hmm. um, or I am, um, author page on Facebook at Donna Gibbs resilience. um, Our website is www.summitwellnesscenters with an s on the end.com. And our phone number is 828 692 6383. We have a large team of clinicians who are devoted to following God, biblical, godly counsel. Clinically, they're incredible people, trauma experts. trauma informed many who are dealing with men's issues or women's issues or children, adolescents, you know, um, among the team, they kind of cover the gamut. Um, but I think out of our conversation, it's just that reminder that there is hope Yes, that you're not alone. Yes. I, I know you've got listeners listening right now. have negative thoughts Mm -hmm. yeah so do the rest of us yeah and the majority of our thoughts if we're not battling it and we're not intentional we're right there with you you're not alone but you don't have to stay there and you can have somebody get in that sled and go with you and maybe it's not a professional counselor maybe it's just a good friend that you trust or it's a mentor or a a pastor at the church Mm -hmm. or a connect group or sunday school leader at the church there's a lot of different people who could probably get in there and just help you through. But remembering that the enemy wants to keep us isolated and in those dark places of our minds and to keep throwing that charge that, you know, that, that affair that you had, that's, that's who you are. That's messed everything up. Or you failed that college thing. That's who you are or your finances. You went bankrupt. That's, you know, yes, these things happen to us. Mm -hmm. We all have struggles. We all have a story. We all have messes, (laughs) (laughs) but the the negative thoughts will keep us living in our past as if our present is our past. Mm -hmm. If we're not intentional.
0: Yes. And Jesus is freedom. He really is. And it's time to get free from these negative thoughts. It is time, Donna. Thank you so much for being a part of this with us today. I can I can hear the chains breaking right now. Mm-hmm. I can I can hear it, and I just and I just really am grateful to you for for taking this time to honor our listeners. And um, we hope that we can have you on many more times to talk about other topics because you are definitely an honor to have. A blessing, and thank you for sharing hope because this is what hope sounds like.